Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. April 14th, we're back. National Ex-Spouse Day. I don't know if anybody has somebody they really want to shout out in the ex category. Maybe that's more of an Adam thing. He's out today. He's got another assignment. But let's go Let's go to Owen first on the ex topic. Anybody jump to mind? I can't say anybody does, thankfully enough. Um, so I guess check back in with me next year. <laughs> Hopefully it's the same. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you needed a second part of that sentence yeah. to cover up the first part because that was heading down a dark path. Yeah, yeah uh, nobody I really want to shout out either. Let's go to Alex. Uh, I'll shout out possibly um, some future Flames exes. Let's go. Hopefully an ex-coach and an ex-GM, okay? How about that? <laughs> That's who I'm going to shout out. Good start for Alex. We can get into the Flames a little bit later. We got... Lots of different things to talk about today. All four sports kind of in order with the draft coming up for football in a couple weeks and playoffs are definitely in the air. So this does feel like, to me, the best time of the year. I guess maybe we'll just cross football off the board right away because this is, that's, you know, the bread and butter of this show. And there is things we got to talk about, namely the commanders have sold. It seems like they're on the way out of Dan Snyder's hands into Magic Johnson's hands, which is going to be electrifying for the Twitter account, if anything else. Uh, Josh Harris is in the group as well. Uh, $6 billion, a little over that. I think he bought them for $800 million. So, you know, it just goes to show you, you run a business properly, you can reap the rewards. And it, it, it really bums me out. Even if I you think, don't run it properly, you can still make a lot of money. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, this is not what happened here. He ran it like, yeah. like Tesla. On the up and up. Exactly. Yeah. It's a Fortune 500. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. He revolutionized uh, ownership in the NFL. (laughs) He certainly did. He revolutionized fields and stadiums and drain pipes and gates. Mascots. Logos. Mascots. Rebrands. Uh We did a couple of those. (laughs) Yep. Would you change the name if you you got the keys? I would. If it were me, I'm going to football team. Just take a step back. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> it sucks because that was still the team under Snyder, but I go. I I don't like Commanders is a bad name. Yep. The jerseys suck. I thought mm-hmm. I'd like Commanders, but it's it's just not hate it. It's not clicking for me. So if I was the owner, I definitely want to like wash off anything that has Snyder's stink on it. Um, yeah, and just change everything. Change the jerseys. Change change the name. And nobody would even notice that Commanders is gone. It would no. just be like, oh, they're the, they're the football team again. Yeah. Like nobody would even bring it up. What does kind of bum me out? Well, first of all, deplorable human, seemingly. But what bums me out about the deplorable human leaving is I need the stadium to stay the way it is. I don't, I don't, I can't say that as a fan, I would want that. But as somebody from the outside, like I need the three videos a year of the stadium just like Falling puking apart. on itself. Yeah, I think my number one all time. If they do change it, though, it's it's down to the gate or the scissors. <laughs> Honestly, the drain pipe's good too. When it just had the urine like the coming down pipe. on the fans, I think it was their I home think... opener too that week. <laughs> and the drain pipes just gave out <laughs> on section two twelve. Just poured it out. I. You got to give me the gate, dude. Okay. The gate is Good. the gate's an all timer. I was going to take the scissors, so I'm glad that that's on the board. I think the scissors is good because <laughs> the fact I'm hoping there's still some left, or maybe maybe it's not scissors, but some other sharp object that just nobody's picked up on. I think they go, "This is like a gift from Dan." Like Dan left this for us. The fact that FedEx Field almost ended Jalen Hurts' career <laughs> is uh, is unbelievable. <laughs> or the benches too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, i was also on my board when the cowboys like all right like we literally have to fly in our own bench on our own plane if we want to play this game or, or else it's not suitable or when he threatened to move the stadium like 10 miles away just in the middle of like pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> or connecticut the sean taylor statue is also up there too when it was just like a wow. jersey and whatever they had in the closet to throw up as the statue that was wow yeah i don't think 
the commanders can really change overnight, to be honest with you. Like they're still going to be kind of a joke to me. I don't think that him going resets that, but also, I mean, this might be an example where somebody was just so incompetent that it, it could have been us coming in there and yeah. we would have been able to make it a little more professional seemingly. Yeah. I think they should just, you know, work on some professionalism the first year and then go from there on out. That'd be a good, mm-hmm good uh, goal to work towards nice goal setting yeah yeah i mean the bar i think is pretty like to beat dan snyder you kind of just need to like you just have to show up yeah just kind of (laughs) show up and just you know if there's a female employee just kind of leave her alone let her do her thing and then just kind of go home at the end of the day and then you're treat her like a human being (laughs) and you win yeah good luck to him and magic johnson i i don't know if we've ever said this on this show i know it's well known he is literally my favorite account in Twitter history. I still check his tweets to this day. The one he had on Tuesday where it was just looking forward to heading to crypto.com brackets, formerly Staples Center <laughs> tonight to see the Lakers take on the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. That was just a classic Magic Johnson banger. Yeah. So I can't wait to see him hype up the Dex field uh, this September. That's going to be raw. His, his tweets and, are just facts, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just I would love like, to short be his, facts the guy who like makes the tweets. Cause I yeah. know he just calls him up. He's like, Hey, write a tweet about Paul George scoring 35 last <laughs> night. I caught the game. And yeah. the guy's like, okay, like I'm just going to make it as clean as possible. Like so clean. I can't include anything that you didn't tell me. So let's yeah. just go with Paul George scored 37 and the Clippers won 127, 117. Like, <laughs> let's just make this as simple as we can. So shout out to that guy. I'd love to get him on this show. Um, Odell Beckham signed. That was after the last show. He went to the Ravens. I did find it funny that he was like him signing somewhere was a topic we discussed probably like 15 more times than we should have. And then when he finally signed, it was like 10 minutes after we ended the podcast. I thought that was very fitting. So good for him. One year, 15 guaranteed. I saw the FaceTime with him and Lamar. I saw them in the club. I saw him today saying, Lamar, if you're watching this, I can't wait to play with you, whatever. We didn't even talk about the Lamar trade request because I just didn't, I mean, I just don't care. We've talked about it for so long and we've talked about this guy for so long. I think them pairing up is like a fitting. I can put them to the side and just not think about them for a while. That's kind of my hope with this one. Yeah. 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 The Ravens treat, uh, they kind of treat the wide receiver position, kind of how the Colts treat the QB position. Yeah. (laughs) Just whatever. And this, this really like nail in the coffin for me. It's, I don't know. I wouldn't be pumped if I was a Ravens fan. Mm, Yeah, I don't know how Adam would say he's hyped for Odell, but I don't know how much he's really got left. But I did like that ESPN put the graphic out and it was like potential Ravens weapons, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman. (laughs) And they wanted me to be like, whoa, that is an absolute 14 and three waiting to happen. Potential. It's good that they included potential because by the end of the year, I think the only guy that'll still be playing on the team will be Mark Andrews. Everyone else is going to be on the freaking IR. I would say by and even Mark Andrews, <laughs> if like trends continue, it might be like week one weapons like Gus Edwards, Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah. That just might be it. And yeah. Drake. Yeah. yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yeah. And, and then on the pup list, <laughs> it'll be it'll be JK, Odell, yeah. Dobbin. Yeah. yeah. Just can't even show up to training camp. Yeah, <laughs> and then in, in week fourteen, it'll be like, imagine if the Ravens stayed healthy, dude. They would be ten and five right now. Yeah, yeah. No, no. By week fifteen, yeah. it really Instead. it'll be the exact same team. It'll be Huntley and just throwing to Andrews. Yeah, and just running around, yeah. <laughs> losing yeah. twenty to nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Ravens. This is just so perfect. It couldn't have worked out any better. I also love his months-long quest for looking for multiple years in security, ending with a one-year deal with the worst training staff in the league. (laughs) That was just brilliant stuff by him. That's how you do it, buddy. Um, The draft's in two weeks, and I love the NFL draft. Honestly, one of the most sneaky, underrated events because you get, like, really two weeks of buildup. Like, it usually starts right around now where you start thinking about the picks, and I know Bryce Young's probably going to go number one, but I'm just looking forward to the draft, and I saw that Carol that uh, sorry not Carolina Arizona is going to be looking to auction off the third pick. I know Alex's Las Vegas Raiders were rumored to be interested in that moving up. I think you know they talked to Jeans 
who is not scared of the brown spots on bananas. If you saw his new tweet, because he had to double up on that to make sure that you saw the video. But I just wanted to get where your head was at, Alex, because your Raiders are in the uh, in the news for maybe going up to three. Which, I mean, now just makes no sense. Like, this would have made sense before we, we signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Now it doesn't really make sense. Like, um, unless they really think this guy, like, whoever they draft at that spot is really next. Um, but I, I don't know what you're gaining from sitting a year and playing behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, like what? Like, I'd rather you just play the year, you know? So I don't really know what their thought process is trading up. Um, would have made sense if, like I said, we didn't sign Jimmy G. You draft the guy and just play him right away. Um, like, cause I think the sitting a year is good when you're actually sitting beside someone who's kind of done something. Um, but Jimmy G hasn't really done much. So like, I know he's gone to the Super Bowl and stuff, but that was just cause his rosters were like unbelievable. So, um, I'd rather not, I'd rather not make a trade up at this point. I mean, I also think you could probably get jeans at seven. I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's a pressing need yeah. to get up to three to get that one done. Also, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I feel like jeans and Richardson are kind of the same play. Like they're kind of really similar to me. Like you just, I feel like if, if you're at seven, you just kind of take whoever falls to you. Yeah, kind of unfinished. Yeah, you, you know it's heat when I was reading that Hendon Hooker might just go over them. I was like, where did this come from? What? Like the Lions interviewed him and the Lions are picking at five and 16. I thought he was like a third. They just pick. love that Alabama win, eh? Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one win, but it, it doesn't like, it really came out of left field that one. So that makes me think that the, I mean, this big four headed monster is probably not really a four headed monster and that Stroud and, and young are just an obvious one too. I mean, again, that's what I'm saying. Really like Richardson show. and Richardson and jeans are just being way, like they're just so loud. Yeah. And I don't love a loud draft prospect, if I'm being honest. Like CJ Stroud and Bryce Young have just been very quiet, just gone about their business, not trying to do anything spectacular. So that just makes me think they're just much better prospects than, than these two guys. These guys are fucking in the news every day. Like I don't want to keep hearing about you all the time. So Yeah. When was the last loud draft prospect that really, you know, hit the nail on the head and had a Hall of Fame career? I can't really even think of one off the top exactly. of my head. Like yeah. Zach Wilson was pretty noisy going in. Yeah. Zach Wilson was so noisy. So noisy. Baker was so noisy. Yeah. Johnny Manziel, so noisy. Um, You're spitting. Keep going. Like Josh Quinn and Williams, has he even had a good career? I know everyone was just Quinn and Williams, Quinn and Williams, Quinn and Williams. <laughs> Quinn and Williams has anything. absolutely had a great year, great <laughs> career. He's very good. Leonard know. Williams, maybe. Are you, wait, are you thinking Leonard of the really. right guy? Like the Jets tackle? I might have mixed it up. I might have mixed it up. Who? The other, the other Williams that went to the Jets, I think, is who he's thinking of. Who is that? The Samoan guy. Oh, uh, I might have missed <laughs> up my Williams. But anyways, I'm sure there's a Williams that was loud and wasn't yeah, really Yeah, that's good, probably so. true. Tua. Um, yeah, Tua. Maybe Trey Lance was loud. And you know what you else know was loud? You quiet draft Lance? prospects? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. Literally no one said... a. Thing. I didn't even know Patrick Mahomes was going to draft eligible until the Chiefs picked him. Justin Herbert, no one mentioned it. I will Tua say this. Joe Burrow, that, like Joe Burrow, Burrow is pretty loud. Good. Burrow was kind of no, no, loud. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> that was kind of a switch. But, but ju- no one mentioned anything about Justin Herbert. It's true. Uh, Josh Allen, quiet. That is facts. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, quiet. Lamar Jackson, kind of like, loud. You know, kind of loud. Lamar Jackson was loud. Yeah. But that, that was, was also not him being loud. That was the media being loud oh, about okay. him. He wasn't doing the jeans let me eat this brown banana <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yes yeah, so. he, he was loud because he won a heisman like he was just didn't really have a choice he was just so good it, it made him loud well he was doing his thing and then bill bolian said he should be a running back right i mean Tough. that guy <laughs> just put, yep. yeah very heat <laughs> put put the train off the tracks another loud one josh rosen extremely <laughs> loud like so noise loud. deafening loud Tyler murray loud one Oh my god, yes, Kyler was so loud. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Every magazine, every article, uh-huh. Cardinals like drafting this like generational talent, this that sucks. Is he going to play baseball? That was oh, a big one at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going like, to play baseball? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. I'm not going to tell anybody. 
I'm, not, I'm gonna go to Oco, yeah. grind it out on minimum wage. Am I gonna do it, or am I gonna make oh. twenty million a year on the Cardinals? <laughs> Lots of debate about that. Jared Goff, not loud, quiet, not loud at all. To couldn't very quiet. Yeah. Went number Love one. It. Tom Brady, very quiet. Super Actually quiet. went in the Silent. seventh round. He was Just still quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Literal mute. Yeah. He was. He couldn't even. The the battery on the remote oh. was was dead, so you couldn't even turn on the. Ryan battery. Leaf, loud. <laughs> Let's go back to 1981 if we can. Let's just rattle off all the quarterbacks all the way back. Derek Carr kind of quiet. That's a good sign. <laughs> kind of quiet guy. Humble guy. Blake Bortles quiet, but it didn't work out. <laughs> well, he was kind of loud. He had that Barstool video. You know who was also? I'm just going through draft boards now. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was so loud. Like when the Chiefs <laughs> drafted him, everyone's like, this is unfair. Like he was so raw at Clemson. <laughs> he was at LSU, but you were close. The more the deeper we go in this conversation, Jabril the more Peppers? I'm realizing the core <laughs> was loud. Oh, yeah. Just keep naming them. <laughs> I'm thinking there's less and less correlation as we go, but it seems like the if you're loud, you're like seventy thirty going to be bad. So <laughs> you do have something to overcome if you want to be noisy. Um, oh, and I wanted to shout out your Jets for if they actually. I read <laughs> this could be completely fake news because Albert Breer is on. I mean, he bats like probably 220 in terms of getting scoops right but him saying that the jets are interested in deandre hopkins that just sets up to me a complete 6 and 11 season like i that would like put the nail in the coffin yeah the jets. it is starting to look scary where we're gonna have a massive like we're gonna have to do all types of tricks to get under the payroll under the cap uh we're gonna bring in rogers go like yeah like seven and nine uh or like seven and ten and then just uh have all these contracts on the book and just like cut our good players, get rid of them. <laughs> I like they're like, we have Garrett Wilson. We have Alan Lazard. You know what we really need? Hopkins. <laughs> that's, that's really what we're missing well, to take this to the next don't level. Don't get me wrong. I love how they're building this team around a player that they haven't even acquired yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Don't get like, I'd love to have Hopkins, but if Zach Wilson's throwing him passes, uh, that sounds like it could be like worse almost. Like, I don't think Hopkins is going to deal with that. It seems like he would prefer to go to an upgrade from Trace McSorley. Yeah. If, I was, if I was guessing, who signed with the Patriots today, well, congratulations go. to him. That was a very Bill move. Uh, only other thing I had written down, well, actually two more things. Trey Lance, his hairline, very distracting and actually like kind of concerning that that's a look that he's got going on. I would just be bald at that point. It's a little bit like a Tetris piece. Yeah. Or how it has that like little in in it. Or Antonio Brown's hair, the time that he put it, you remember when it was up? If you took like a, a 2D block. of it and then you, yeah, yeah, and then you just put it down. <laughs> 2D. Yeah. That's kind of what it, it was. Looked uh, like. odd. I never get tired of that, uh, like Dennis Schroeder meme, where his hairline is like way, like, it's like five inches back. <laughs> Car- remember Carlos Boozer when he, uh, <laughs> the sharpie sharpie his, uh, sharpied his hairline before the game and then it just like started sweating and it looked bad and. <laughs> He's leaking everywhere. Yeah, if Trey funny. Lance did that, he'd go to the Hall of Fame, dude. If yeah. he did the Sharpie hairline, oh, that yeah. would be lit. Because LeBron's hair fell yeah. off. Actually and Carlos Boozer's yeah. son, so good at basketball. Holy cow. Yeah, apparently he's not. And he's got yeah. real hair. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, LeBron probably went to have a look at him in seventh grade because he heard he was next. That's just yeah. what I was hearing. Seems like it's a possibility. Last thing. NFL has put their stuff on YouTube TV. We know that it's off direct TV. And I don't know if you got to look at the prices, but wow. If I know Alex has a streaming sports vendetta, and I think that's only going to go up after this news that the NFL Sunday ticket package, if you want to watch every game, 450 USD to rip every NFL game on YouTube TV, TV, which is like a minute and a half behind cable. In terms of like the actual like like what you're watching, wait, um, is this for Canada too, or just in the U.S.? Are we still with the zone? We've we're rocking the zone for another ten years. Oh yeah, he so yeah, four fifties is a lot of money. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna be honest, as much as like we're a huge NFL podcast, we're a huge NFL show. You know, the primetime games are great. But, you know, like Titans, Titans, Browns in week seven is not worth $450. Like that other, like to watch all the games, all the games are not worth that much money. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not that 
Like I just like I've said to people, I've told Phil, I'm not, I'm not subscribing to Zone this year. There's just no mm-hmm. way in hell. The product's and- so bad. Like Phil said, it's a minute and a half delayed. The quality is so poor. That might be a little bit my Wi-Fi, but still, like cable just <laughs> rocks. The thing is, you get the good games on cable, and I think as a show, at least you and I, I know for a fact, are making the commitment to no Red Zone 2023. Why? That's Dude, I, I can't even it, watch I, that much NFL if I could. I don't feel like I'm getting a good enough grip on what's happening. Like I'm, I, I lack context in every way. As to what's happening, I'm sticking in the game. to my take. Red zone sucks. I mean, you're kind of right. Like zone. you don't really see. It's a bunch of YouTube highlights. It's like reels, but at you the know, same time, I could get the same effect scrolling through TikTok. Well, you know? that's how I feel. I mean, it's not no, just like TikTok's you see the, t- the touch, like you see the drives, like the what leads up to the touchdown. Like you maybe see, you know. 10 or so plays before like it's not just like oh he throws it in touchdown you know i know but it's so delayed like it already happened like two minutes ago like i need to see it live <laughs> he alex is in know. the corner he, he's in the, he's on the road like i see now. what you're saying no, no, no. but like the trade-off is like i like my whole life before two years ago i was uh i was a just like flip the channel guy right you know whatever was on the cable I'd watch that game and then during commercial flip to the other game, right? There's usually two or three on. Um, but the, the the downside with that is you just like miss half of what happens. I, yeah. That, I guess it's just a personal thing because I like to lock on to like one game and I just want to watch watch it for like 30 minutes. I don't care what's happening in the other games because like I just want to lock in. That might I think that's just a personal preference. I agree where you're coming from too that like some people might just like it more to, you know, like I don't mind, like I don't mind it being boring for twenty minutes. You know what I mean? I can go without seeing a, t- a touchdown or an interception, you know, return. Right? Like I can, I can just check that later on the highlights. Um, but I see what you're saying. Like I, you know, if you, I like, like I said, it's it's a personal thing. So I respect it. I respect it. I respect. I respect your choice too. Thank you. I respect both of your choices. <laughs> yes. I think it was a very educated discussion that came to a good ending. Yeah, I like. People forget my favorite maybe moment of the entire NFL season was Alex coming on this show and saying, I'd had enough with Red Zone and I decided to turn on Raiders Texas. <laughs> like that was just the most brilliant thing I'd ever heard. It was just yeah. so raw. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to more of that this year. Um, I guess, oh, and we're running low on time. So what do you want to hit? Do you want to do basketball? Do you want to go Jay's corner? Do you want to do Nate Diaz? Let's do some. Let's do some. Uh... All right. I actually have been watching more NBA. Then wow. sure. I, I, cool. Yeah, I watched yes. two of the four. Good. Nice. I watched probably three of the four. Alex, I think had most out of which is to be expected. Uh, yeah, I'd watched almost four of four. I'd say not and not not like front to back, but yeah, I'd, I I watched a little bit of everything. So for sure. And I'll say, I think the play in this is year three. I think this is just a like a genius idea because I was thinking about this last night. Usually the series that I don't care about are two, seven and one, eight, because the one and the two are just going to bowl through them. But if I get a little familiar with the teams that are in the seven and the eight, it's all of a sudden a little more interesting to me, which is a casual watcher of the sport. Is it all I need? That's literally, they've got the context that I was looking for. If I get those games and the games, it also kind of weirdly, I don't know about you guys, but it puts March Madness a little different for me because like with, I don't know college as well as Ethan does, right? So if I'm watching that, the college one of one game elimination game, I, I, it's tough for me to get a read on the teams, but at least following the NBA, like I can see what happened to the Pelicans last night where it's like Ingram gets in foul trouble and you, and that is literally probably the difference in the game. And you see like how thin the margin is in a one game kind of playoff. I don't know if you guys. I hundred percent agree. Like I, I think for me again, like I said, the context is a big thing because um, almost every single team that had a home game lost, um, which is interesting. And then um, like you ch- look at the bulls and the um, thunder, which they finished 10th, both beat the, beat the home teams and you know, say they win another game, that's so much better. Like it's it's a much better story. Like they they win two single elimination games, and then say they win a game or two against the top seed 
it's just so much more it's a much better season i'd say and it's such a it's a much better run you know and like phil said much more context um and and it makes it much more interesting because you'd have these seven or eight teams maybe just cruise towards the end of the season um but now it's like no like you're in this like single elimination knockout it's much better and honestly i just want the best team to get in and i think like oklahoma showed that i think the bulls showed that um the heat are kind of you know the hawks just beat the crap out of the heat um so i i just like it much more it's much more interesting i think the best part about it is like Take a team like the Mavericks where they were kind of on the fringe. They were forced to maybe decide, like, are we going to tank for Victor Wembanyama or are we going to try and make the playoffs like with like five, ten games left? As opposed to, you know, at the midway point of the season, you kind of are so separated where it's like, okay, we're not really in the hunt. We're kind of at the 7-8. Like, we'll just, you know, maybe rest some of our guys or shut them down or whatever. Um, So I think that's good because it forces teams to be more competitive. And if they do decide to tank, they're at a disadvantage because they have so much less runway to do that. So that's what I like about it. And then obviously like the, from a product perspective, I mean, the games are great. I mean, I love, I think single elimination will always be fun. Um, And especially because it's kind of unique in the first round of a playoff uh, because they're kind of all clustered at the same skill level. Like it's not like you're pitting, you know, a one seed against, a 16 seed like March Madness. Like this is like you're seeing two seven and eight seeds. Just go at it. Um, Which is like, it's a fun game to watch. High stakes. And not one, and not one game was a snoozer really. No. Like, like I, I I did say like the Hawks, like they didn't really beat the crap out of the heat. They did bring it a little closer towards the end, but like Minnesota Lakers go to OT. And then the other two games yesterday were, were, you know, a few a possession or two um, away from you know either team winning, um, so it was much more much more fun to watch, and uh, I feel like it gives some confidence to these teams too, like heading into the playoffs. Like I'm sure the Hawks got to be feeling confident. Yeah. Like they went into Miami, beat the Heat, who everyone were expecting to beat the Hawks, um, and then like I said, if one of these teams that were like either the Bulls or the Thunder you know, make it through. That's it's two single elimination games that they won. Like I, I just feel like your confidence has to be really high at that point. I'm not saying yeah. there's no upset. Obviously you're not going to upset the number one seed. Like I said, a game or two that they could win um, could, could prove really, really good for them. And the other thing is for me, these, these games, they're not going to the basketball hall of fame. Like the, they're not exactly like extremely well-played basketball and that kind of like uh, charming in that way, because the, it's a do or die game and that teams are much closer to dying than doing like yeah. they're really just hanging on for the, uh, for dear life. So yeah. seeing one team kind of pull through is, is captivating and kind it of, is. I loved uh, speaking to that point at the end of the game yesterday when they tried to, I think Herb Jones was inbounding it to Brandon Ingram and it just kind of hit him in the oh. back and kind of rolled out of bounds. I was like, that's kind of great. Like, that's fun to, it's a fun way, good, probably a good way to end a play in game between a nine and a 10, just to kind of throw it out of bounds. Yes. <laughs> and, and nobody better encapsulates the play in turn than the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. Yes. That's the exactly. play in team. They're Which, team. Yeah. It, they are they're, like we said in the last show they're the face of the playing tournament and he's like the signature athlete in the playing tournament he's the michael jordan of the play-in him playing so good in the first half and being like wow he's going to be the reason they win this game and then attempting one shot in the last 20 minutes of the game was just the funniest thing yeah. i've ever seen like him getting austin reeves on him and being like i, I gotta go to the corner like i, I can't be in the paint like i'm gonna, I'm gonna take it outside it was just it was just electrifying to watch. Yeah, it was so good that the refs just were giving him fouls. They were like, go sit your ass on the bench. This is unbelievable. Yeah. I uh I don't know what it is about the Timberwolves, but they I mean, I just feel like the whole team is so bad when it, when like it matters. Like they just seem like like not only did did um Carl Anthony Towns kind of have a bad game, but I think Anthony Edwards like had a pretty poor game. Like I think he shot pretty. Oh, poorly. he was awful. Yeah, he was abysmal. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to me. I think they're just like <laughs> they really are king play in because I just think they're such an uh, unserious team in my mind. Like they're led by the most unserious guy maybe in the NBA, uh, and then <laughs> you know guys punching each other, 
it's just yeah. like such a disaster. It's kind of funny. Guys punching walls. Yeah. Like they were like, okay, yeah. Anthony you- Edwards was Anthony Edwards has had nine points and was three for seventeen from the field. Yeah. And he was later he had a quote earlier this year. He said, When the lights come on, I show up. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it was an off game because I think he did play pretty decent in that Memphis-Minnesota uh, series last game. year. Yeah. But the reason they were in the game in the second half was because of freaking Mike Conley. Yeah. Yeah. like He's not Timberwolves. Like, I'd like to exclude him from a Timberwolves conversation. I've always loved him. I respect his done. career. Yeah, his whole career he shows up. And I loved, yeah. uh, I loved it's like crunch time. It's like we could go to Edwards. We could go to Towns. It's like, no, let's like... Let's call let's call Torian Prince's number. Let's let him kind of take yeah. us across the finish line. It's awesome to see. Let's run a Is few Kyle plays Anderson through him. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Anderson <laughs> shooting like it's a like a like a medicine oh. ball. All time, all time <laughs> form. I love Kyle Anderson though. He's my guy. So that leaves Timberwolves Thunder, which is it's an exciting game for a couple reasons, but none more than Rudy Gobert, who seemingly is ready to return to the lineup and save the season. Which <laughs> Let's get a hand for Rudy, dude. I cannot wait to get see this guy take the floor on Friday. I told Owen it's going to be like the Kool Aid Man bursting through the wall. Yeah, yeah I'm ex- I'm like so stoked for him to be back. Uh, he seems like, I mean, he's exactly the type of guy you'd want in an elimination playoff game. Like he mm. is just the playoff performer of the last maybe of like my like adult life. Like I've, <laughs> I uh, I can't imagine somebody you'd want more in an elimination game than him. So I'm really excited to see what type of like nine, four and two game he can cook up. Guaranteed double, double dude. <laughs> 10 and 10. <laughs> wow. Um, I can't wait for Shay to just put him in a blender. Like, I think that's going to be, that's the game plan. Like just get a pick and roll and switch. Um, he's going to cook Rudy. And then the funny part is going to be like, I think they could put like Lou Dort on Rudy and just he'll shut him down. Like he's <laughs> like they don't because Oklahoma doesn't really have any bigs. They have Jalen Williams, but he's almost like power forward height. So yeah. and they can maybe just put him on Towns, Jalen Williams on Towns, and they can put Lou Dort on on Rudy, and it'll be it'll he'll be in shambles. So it'll be great to watch. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and I and I expect Oklahoma to win that game actually, just because they have the too. best player right, on the on the floor, and Shea's just too good. There's nothing I yeah. love more though than the Timberwolves being in the playoff. Like the the playing game last year, right? <clears throat> and they're like, okay, we need to make sure that we can kind of be in a better spot, and this doesn't happen again. So we're gonna like sell our young guys, like get rid of our picks, and we're gonna go all in. And then it's just gonna be Rudy Gobert breaking down the doors in the playoff game in twenty twenty three, the playing game again. It's just no movement. I, I was talking to <laughs> I was talking to somebody about the game, and um, we were talking about how Rudy was not uh, playing against the Lakers, and he said. Well, they're going to miss him because that's six fouls against Anthony Davis. <laughs> that's the most expensive six fouls in basketball history right there. That like Popovich would say that about Dante Cunningham. I don't think he would say that about a Max guy. Can I can I also Can I also just say like um Shea had 7 points in the first half against the Pelicans and he finished with 32 in the game. He's so like, he's just built He's so he's just built for the moment, dude. Like this guy is, oh my gosh, he's just he's so good. I think the Thunder are going to be so good in like a oh. year, two years. Like like this, Giddy he, is so good. Good Giddy oh. is such a good player. Like yeah, he's so smart with the ball. Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams is, is too. A, is like a, where did he come? Where did this guy even like appear from? How did he spawn? Like UC Santa Clara or something? Was like he that? Arkansas? He's insane. The the one of them was, but oh, the, the other, other one. one. Yeah. And they've just got Chet chilling on the bench, which is unreal. Like, like I, in the garage, I, he'll, he'll have some sort of impact. I don't know how good it will be. We've talked about Chet to nauseum like last year, but um, he's going to be exciting too. And I think this is like super, super valuable experience for them. Like, there's there was no point in tanking anymore. Or anything it was just cash in those picks, get these guys some experience, and they've played very well. I think their coach is good. Like, they're they're smart. And it teams. feels like they've been in the basement forever. But it was only two years. Three yeah, years really. ago, they had Chris Paul, and they were in that bubble series against Houston. Two years in the lottery, and now this, bro. Like it feels like they were out for a lot longer than that. And they've hit on every yeah. pick. They have not missed on a pick that they've made that I can think of. Mm-hmm. 
They've and almost they have, like never had a bad pick, I think, in history. Like, and they have that ridiculous. Ousmane Jang in France just chilling right now. Yeah, where's he from? Where was, when was he drafted? I think tenth last year or the yeah, year last before? year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's going to be a weapon to add to the team too. We also got to mention. I mean, Alex, your Raptors. We've 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 done the Raptors pretty well. We know what you want to see happen there. I did like one Raptor fan. I saw a video like reactions outside the ACC after the loss. And the guy says, we need to trade Pascal Siakam for a guy named Chris Paul. I thought that was an electrifying take by this guy. I'm not sure exactly what he was thinking with that one, but fire take. I think, uh, I think Pascal needs some help. Like I thought, I thought he was pretty, pretty good. Obviously kind of choked those free throws towards the end, but um, but you got Dyer DeRozan screaming. We got, yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely heat. Um, Gary Trent did not show up. That was just one of the worst games I've ever seen. Um, yeah, look, like, you got OG, like, crying all season about how he doesn't have a role, how this, that. Had a measly 13, 4 for 13 from the field goal. Like, um so yeah, I just the feel the t- nurse said it. The team just feels so disconnected right now. Like it it doesn't yeah. feel like a group of guys that want to play together. Masai didn't address the bench. Um, Pirtle was like he wasn't even playing in the fourth. Like why are we trading a first for a guy that's only going to be playing in the in the fourth? Um, so we'll see. I mean, there was even talks though that they're not closing the door on Nick Nurse actually returning. So I don't know. I think we'll still need a few weeks to kind of hash out and see what happens there. But um, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'll be listening closely to what Masai has to say here in the next few days. Because mm-hmm. it's a disappointing season, I'd say. it's it's. We gave a first-round pick last year. We gave a first-round pick this year. It's both to the Spurs. So there you go, Phil. Um, Success. And it's just kind of for nothing. Like I think it's, yeah. So I, I just don't know what the direction of this team is right now. Well, your over under was like forty seven and a half too. So it's yeah. just like, do we really want to sign Fred to like four years one twenty? Is that something we you really want to do? Is that smart? You don't want to be do? on the hook for that. Is that no. really smart? You know, extending Anunoby. I, I just like I said, I don't know if people watch enough Raptors ball. I I think I watch a decent amount. I think he's a great player. I do not think he's worth three first round picks, and I think we should have jumped on that when we had the chance. We don't really have that much leverage at all now in the off season. I think we had the leverage at the trade deadline. Um, and then maybe we can sign Trent actually for less because he had a garbage second half. I think he tanked his value so much. So unless oh. the Hornets are willing to like give him a max, I think it's best that he just returns to, to Toronto and tries to get his value up because I think he stunk the second half of the season. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you there. I did, I did want to play a clip, at least before Owen goes. Um, I found this, it's... An old take. It's actually five years old, but it's it's really funny. I, I'm not even going to give any lead in. It's just a take that's aged so bad that it needs to be played. And it's from none other than our boy Colin, dude. So hold on. Let me just tap this. But about four or five guys, Michael Jordan's one of them. LeBron was one of them. Magic was one of them. I feel that strongly with Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh, oh, Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, it's just so perfect, dude. The way he framed it. Michael Jordan, LeBron, Magic, Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I think Colin, he's good at a lot of things. He's good at a lot of like analysis and, and whatnot. But his uh, scouting is, is really, really bad. Like, it's poor. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's bad. <laughs> I think that's a gentle way to put it. It's really, really bad. Oh my gosh! I know I've mentioned, but he has that banger one. I know I've mentioned a few times. The it's like Ah Luca. Like I don't know if he's cut out for the NBA. Like I don't really like the European guys. But he's like Aiton. Aiton's generational. <laughs> uh, Colin, dude, what a king! <laughs> Man, it's gonna be tough when he leaves the game. When he just retires from broadcasting, that's gonna be. A I hope he doesn't day. skip Bayless though. Like die on the mic, die on the mic. Yeah, wasn't he the one that said I would respect his, him for he, that. his wife is like second to sports? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally. Sick. It's rough. What a life, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like I had to sit her down on wedding night and tell her like you're always going to be number two. <laughs> yeah, because who knows when the Magic Wolves game is going to end? Like I need that on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so raw. 
I also, quick question, who do you think said this quote? The way SGA plays reminds me of me. Who do you think said that? Oh, I know who it is. LeBron. Close. Snoop Dogg. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Pretty good quote. Who do you think said, I'm the third best center in the NBA? Who do you think said that? Oh. Do you know Alex? I do know, yeah. (laughs) Oh. It's a heater. Oh, it's should we? What kind of hint should we give him? He's not actually in the NBA. So <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Oh, that's a good hint. Uh, Dwight Howard, Demarcus Cousins. Oh, okay, that's yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he signed with the Mets in the Puerto Rican Basketball League, and it said underneath the tweet, "Here are the stars that play in the Puerto Rican Basketball League: Norris Cole, Terrence Jones, Hassan Whiteside, Brandon Knight, Tyreek Evans, Ed Davis, Greg Monroe, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Alfred Payton, Eric Pascal." Holy, it's loaded. Wow. I know wow. it's stacked. I was shocked. Got to watch uh, a game. I rem- I thought Alfred Payton was next. <laughs> I really, I was like, this Me guy's too. the next Chris Paul. What was that second <laughs> name you said, or the third name? Can you do the first three? Norris Cole, Terrence Jones, Hassan Whiteside, Brandon Knight. Hassan Whiteside, Terrence Jones was, was nasty on the Rockets. Hassan Whiteside yeah. wasn't he in the league like a year ago. He was, and people forget like he was like a Snapchat king yeah. back in the day. I don't. He was like a must-have. It was him and DJ Khaled. I actually do. I've seen some uh, people have compiled some of his clips. Uh, they were funny. I, I do like him. End of an era to see him leave the league. You hate to see it. Yeah. Do you have any uh, first-round locks you want to give out, Alex? First-round locks, like just who I'm thinking is going to win or what? Yeah, like give, lock a series for me. And don't say, don't say like... Nuggets over Wolves. Don't, no, 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 don't no, do no. that lock. Give me I, think real one. The, I think the Cavs are going to steamroll the Knicks. Wow. Steamroll the Knicks. In, I think it's going to take five games. I love the Cavs. I think I think Mitchell's – I told Phil like two months ago, I think Mitchell's going to have a huge, huge playoffs. I think he's pumped. Like He's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to show you guys when I'm the top – I mean, he was the top dog in Utah, but when I don't have freaking Gobert standing in the way – um, just blocking the lane, and I just think they have a really deep team. I think I think Bickerstaff's a pretty good coach, and I think the Knicks just ah, uh, like sure they had a good year, but man, I just I'm just waiting for a for a like a three for seventeen Randall game. Um, I think the pressure is too much on the guys. I think you know Jalen Brunson's probably really the best good. player just because he's gonna be so clutch. Uh, I think he's their most clutch guy, so it's gonna be a lot of pressure on him to. Because he was really good for the Mavs um, last year. Oh, he was really good in the playoffs. But I just think the Knicks aren't aren't ready, man. I, I'm I'm big on the Cavs. Man, uh, I would say in my mind, I think the Suns kind of steamroll yep. the uh, Clippers. I was going to say the same. Yeah, yeah. I Thanks. think there's too much like, but they have Kawhi. It's like. Uh, the Suns yeah, what's Kawhi have, been like, since 2019? Three other players that are really good. So, um, and I just think not having if it, if Paul George was playing, I'd be like, okay, maybe it could be tight. But without Paul George, and, I'd just I don't think they have enough yeah. defense. Man, Westbrook to just cover all these. Also, guys. does worry me. Like I know people talked about how they've given him like this new role where he's gonna you know really hit the offensive glass hard and whatever. But it seems like he just <laughs> kind of reverted back to like shooting eight threes a game. Like he's like super high volume yeah. again, so I don't like that. He's well, like, no, no, I, w- I wasn't planning on changing. Yeah. And and Russ hasn't really. So he was in the playoffs with the Wizards, but that was just they got like swept right away. He hasn't really been in a playoff series since like the bubble, I'd say in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like all that like it's just all gonna come out and unravel during the playoffs. Like, he's just KD. gonna go crazy, but crazy, but in a bad way. Like he's just gonna yeah. lose his mind, and it's he's not gonna he's be composed, gonna... and he's just gonna be doing dumb stuff all day. <laughs> imagine he tries Seriously, to I'm no. not joking. It'll be a one point game, and he won't pass the ball to Kawhi, and he'll take like yeah. a half court shot. I hope. I, what well, I hope he does is he kind of takes it as like a it's me versus KD. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Now it's his time to win the breakup, yeah. dude. <laughs> just like goes at him. So I want to see Kawhi. Let show me him. This, dude. Yeah. I know KD. I used to practice against him. Yeah, yeah, guys. He's he always he, goes. He likes to go right. To take his right hand is weak. His <laughs> left hand is weak. We all know this. <laughs> Dare him to go left. Let him go left. Yeah. I've also seen people saying like, "I wouldn't want to play Phoenix um, 
I would rather play Phoenix now than later, sorry, because they're going to get their guys like more time together later. It's no. like, do you Phoenix think Chris is- Paul's hamstrings are going to be alive <laughs> in six weeks? Like, cause I don't, do you think Kevin Durant's knees are going to be working in six oh, weeks? Cause I don't, Kevin Durant, I don't want to, <laughs> you think Kevin Durant's making it to the conference finals? No way. Can I ask you guys a no question? A KD question. If he plays yeah. like 70 games this year, is he not a lock to an MVP? He had a 56, 40, and 90, bro. It was like, was I was looking dominant. at stats, average yeah. 30, shot 40% from three, 91 yeah. from the line, and 40, or in like 50, whatever you said it was, from from 56, like the field. It's like unbelievable. It is, yeah. but it just He's, sucks. Like, I just don't trust him to make it that far. He's one of the greatest He's gonna players. He's going to be I've like questionable by game three in this, in this Clippers. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't. Why, why do people still think he can hold up for, and you could clip this if this doesn't work. Why do people still think he's going to hold up for 10 weeks in a row playing basketball every second night? Like it's not 2013 anymore, dude. Like I just, I don't understand yeah. why people think this. Yeah. Yeah. I do love KD though. He is kind of crazy because he's, you know, the same career kind of time period as LeBron, but he is, I don't know. There's, I don't know if there's three scores or four scores that are better than he is in NBA history. Like as far as just people that can score the basketball, there's maybe three or four guys that is level or, or yeah. above. And would you guys and, say if he did win a championship that this one would rate higher than the two golden state ones? I would say so. I think it would. Cause he's not, cause no, no one on Phoenix actually has won a title. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Because you know, Curry, Thompson, Green, those are already established players. But these guys, I'm not saying Chris Paul's not established, but no one actually hears one a chip. Yeah. So if, if he can you kind of take get, them under, the, under his wing and, and lead them, I think that would rate as a higher higher. No, type. if you get Chris Paul a ring, that's worth two rings, dude. Yeah, that's I agree. the greatest choker of all time. I agree. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Him and James can we, if, And then can we get like, like if 76ers get knocked out early, let's get Doc Rivers on the coaching staff too. And then if he wins that, that's worth like three. Yeah. So, yeah. And then if Harden. And, then Harden. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben <Yeah>. Simmons. <laughs> wow. He's just dragging these guys to get, get David West in there just so he can get his ring too. Just put yeah. him on the bench. Oh, I hate David West. That's a name that has never come up on this show before, and I'm glad it hasn't because I would I could blow a gasket when I hear his name. Freaking loser! Get dude. some Steve Nash. Oh, true. Yeah, <laughs> they have friendship dating back to yeah. their time on the Nets and the Warriors together. People forget, man. Going to be a good first round. I, I mean, Sacramento Golden State's going to be lots of fun. I mean, it's Alex knows it's going to be so loud. I, oh I well, did you guys see the the golden one is the most expensive playoff ticket out of all the teams like that have made the playoffs? Way so. more expensive than Sa- even Sa- the Warriors. Which so. it's like an hour drive. Just if you're if you're a guy in Sacramento trying to save some money, just go to the Warriors game. Oh, exactly. Oh, actually, good point. I I feel like the Sacramento uh, fans are going to travel, and I think that's why it's expensive. I yeah. think they're going both ways. I I think they will because, like I said, I don't know. They'll they'll take those tickets, man, from the from the casuals in in Golden State. Mm-hmm. I think you gotta go, boys. So. I think so. All right, just Alex and I rocking the two man now. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for that series as well. I think most of them are going to be good. Like Memphis Lakers, I think I would lean towards Memphis there just because of how the Lakers looked the other night. Um, obviously, not 100 percent sold on anything I've seen from the Grizz since uh, since Jaw came back, and obviously down Stephen Adams. But still, you just got to lean towards yeah, exactly. Memphis there. They're and two the seed whole- for a reason. I agree, but the whole like uh, like LeBron narrative, I think, is going to be really interesting too. And I want to see what kind of dumb stuff Dylan Brooks does. Me too. I liked his quote about "Give me LeBron in a seven game series." Oh, that was my just God. quintessential DB, dude. That was so <laughs> raw. I think Nets Sixers is a little overrated for interest because it's two big markets, but that's fine. It's just it, it is, is what a bit it is. overrated. I think the Sixers should probably take care of that series handedly, but you never know what the Sixers like. Exactly, they got know. the chokers. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be fun. I also, I, I, it's good that we made through made it through the whole conversation without uh, any Dinwiddie Kuzma talk. That was great. Oh, I, that was great. Yeah, I don't need. They're to. just having a mid off, so I, I'm yeah. good to not talk about them at any time of the day. That's my opinion. Giannis saying he was ready to retire in 2020 was also, I mean, cap of the year. On that it's going to so be in the cap. flag on the play awards. It was, it was legendary. That was stuff. so cap. You're not walking away from like 250 million dollars, dude. And no rings at the time. 
before we go, do you want to give your flame spiel? The floor yeah. is open. Yeah, so. floor is open. Um, yeah, like like just brutal season, just really bad. Um, it's still fresh though. Like it just it just ended. So I was kind of hoping when I woke up today to see you know Sutter's been relieved of his coaching duties, but doesn't look like that's going to happen. Friedman said there's a good chance he comes back, which you know I agree with as well. He has 4.2 million for the next two years. I don't know why he'd walk away from that. I mean, the only way he doesn't come back is if management's, you know, fine to eat that money. Um, and, you know, we were texting earlier. I I just think it's almost more likely that just, they just run it back next year. Just because I think if Sutter's the coach, I mean, I don't think you're going to lean into this youth movement, bringing up the new guys, signing maybe some um unproven young guys to, to to contracts i think they'll you know sure luch can go i think they'll just bring in another guy that sutter likes as a vet um trevor lewis can go if he wants but they'll just you know bring back another vet um to plug in those holes that would maybe be better served by um playing the young guys um everyone's so excited about wolf um and i am too but like pump the brakes i don't think he's gonna play you know at all under Sutter. Sutter, whether they call him up or not, it doesn't matter. If he's on the Flames roster, he's not going to be playing a lot. It'll be a lot of Markstrom. Um, and and maybe, you know, Sutter, Sutter might not even be comfortable calling up Wolf at all. So he might just spend yeah. another year with the AHL team. Um, I think trade living, you know, it's weird. It happens, but I, I got to say it how it is. Like, you know, eight months ago, he was the best GM uh, one of the best GMs and now it's like I'm praying he goes just because you know trade wise I think he's a one of the better GMs in the league making trades because I think most of his trades have been really good I don't think he's ever put the flames in a tough position um, trade wise at that moment it's just it's just with the extensions like I still think the Huberto trade isn't bad I'm not ready to give up on Huberto like the whole like oh he's gonna turn 30 I think that stuff has been proven wrong a bunch of times now. Like players are players play well up until they're 35. It was the first year for him. Um, I'd say, you know, I wouldn't say he was a unbelievable player the second half of the season, but he was almost, I'd, I'd, I think he was averaging almost a point a game, like, which is good. Like it's, it's fine. I wasn't expecting, I know largest point decline in NHL history, all that. It's, it's whatever. It scored 15 goals. It's not really a goal scorer. Um, so I'm I'm not expecting you know him to to suck even more next year. I think he'll be probably better. Is what what you'd think, um, and but like I just I know you're like scared of losing Huberto, but I just think we signed him way too early. Like yeah, you, you could, I, it's almost like you know that I felt like you could kind of maybe it's maybe I'm being kind of just. I feel like you'd you'd think he wouldn't replicate what he did in Florida. I think I feel like you could you know get a good grip on that, and then and then he's not worth the whatever. I think he signed like not nine million, no ten ten point five million. Yeah, and then I think you knock that after the season he's had. I think you can knock that down a few mil for sure, and maybe knock it down a year. But you know you're paying him for what he did in Florida. We should have been paying him for what he's done for Calgary. I think that was a mistake. Like you got to wait with that kind of a guy and pay him for what he's doing in Calgary, not what he's done in Florida all those years. Cause it's a totally different market, different team, different coach. Um, yeah. So I think he should have saw, you know, Trailing should have seen that coming in. He has this problem with just like signing to like these massive extensions. Like, like, I don't know what the rush was to sign Sutter for another two years. I know he won, uh, I guess Jack Adams last year. Right. Um, but I don't know what the rush is. Who's he? Who's he gonna go coach? He said he'd only ever coach Calgary or Chicago, and there's no way in hell Chicago would ever hire him. I know that you know term gets guys to sign. I know term can bring money down or AAV down sometimes, but he's just. I'd just rather at this point have a higher AAV and just sign guys for less term because because the, the term has just been crazy on some of these contracts. Coleman signed for another four years. Um, the Markstrom contract. Mm, I can't get too mad at him for that. We needed a goalie. Markstrom at the time was pretty top tier, and you know he had a pretty good year last year until he kind of unraveled in the playoffs. But um, I just think it's time to go. I think it's. I, I heard that 
the Flames did offer him a contract extension and he did pump the brakes on that. Um, it's what Friedman said. So it doesn't look like he's super ready to, you know, commit. He was on the ice. Oh, he was on the ice for practice yesterday too, which was very weird. He's like never done that before and was talking with guys and kind of looks like he was soaking it in for maybe his final, uh, you know, kind of final day there as, as Flames GM. So we'll see what goes on. But, you know, if Sutter comes back and, and like I said, I've lost kind of my fire with the Flames here last probably, yeah, ever since we got knocked out of the playoffs, ever since Goudreau left, um, I've just kind of lost my fire. Like I'm not, Sutter can come back for the next 10 years if he wants. I like, I can't do anything about it. I'm a fan. I'll watch the team. I'll like, I hope they do good. But if they're just going to, you know, keep making these redundant decisions and c- keep committing to mediocrity, I, I I can't, there's nothing I can do. I can only sit and watch and comment. So I, I'm yeah. not really surprised anymore is, is kind of my thing. And that's why I've kind of lost my like spark, my passion for the team is just because I know the same thing is going to happen every time, you know, Sutter can yeah. stay, same thing will happen. And even if Sutter goes, I'm still convinced the same thing will keep happening. We'll bring in a new guy. Maybe he'll be a softer coach and then we'll go to a harder coach and a soft coach. Like you said, and um, it's just kind of this like endless loop, this endless cycle. So yeah, it is what it is. And I'll, I'll kind of work backwards on what you said there, because I, I have taken a bit of an interest at least in what the flames have been doing. Cause they're, you know, in, in the city, they're interesting and they've had a pretty captivating season in terms of uh, the headlines surrounding them. Working backwards on what you say, I do not think Sutter has been, how do I say this right? I, I, I think he's gotten way too much of the blame for what happened here. I think you pull out a little bit here, go back 12 months, and he's a Jack Adams winner. He's the toast of the town. It's believe in Sutter. Look what he did with Good Branson. Look what he did with Zadorov. Look what he did with Manjapani. Look what he did with Toffoli, with Coleman. You you mention all these guys. I think to just come into this year now and say, well, he's the problem with what's happened. And I know that he has not had a good season by any stretch. But I think you're putting way too much on him when it should be on the guys in the dressing room. And I've, I've been saying that with this group. I don't feel like they've enjoyed coming to the rink and playing together the entire season. And I don't know where that started and where that stopped. And I think it's just really hard to take guys who have no experience playing together and put them in a room together and say, get along and we're trying to win a Stanley cup. I just don't think it works like that. And I think what they're going to do is bring everybody back. And like you said, I can't really fault them for it. Like, the roster looks okay on paper, but then they're going to say, look what happened to Winnipeg. Winnipeg fell out for a year and Winnipeg's back in the playoffs this year. It wasn't convincing, but they're still back. That's the roadmap they're going to use because it's the simplest decision. But what I will say, the difference there is that the Winnipeg guys had, what, 10 years, eight years together? Like they yeah. know how to get to the playoffs together. The Flames do not know how to do that. And to just chalk it up to like, <laughs> we're still top five and expected goals, puck luck. It's just not like you create your own luck. The 82 game season is not like unlucky. Like a game can be unlucky. Yeah. 82 games, you show yourself who you are. It's one of the advantages of playing that many games. Your identity shows. And I've, I've honestly feel bad that Sutter's been given this much blame for what seems to me like a lack of leadership and a lack of cohesion. And lastly, with the young guys, like you said, like they're not going to draw in. Like it, it's, People are acting like the last game of the season is an indicator. It was the only game of the season where it had no bearing on the standings. They were already eliminated. So it's not a surprise the young guys went in. It would have been notable if the young guys went in three games ago, four games ago, if he'd tried Dustin Wolf 15 games ago. That's when it would have been notable. It doesn't, it's a blip on the radar if it, if it happened in the last game of the season, which it did. Yeah. And I, I'm not to say that all the Sutter's on the blame. I think I'm putting a bit more blame on him. Um, than you are, but I agree. Like I said, it's Trey Living, and it's it's hundred percent the players too. Like it's everyone. No one's really had a, a had a great year. I think most of the players were poor, and you know, <clears throat> I heard some stuff too about the guys saying like, uh, 
well, you know, if Sutter's back, like I'm not back next year. It's like, uh, I think you are. Like, I don't think like, this yeah, isn't, like you're not hitting free agency and you're not Kawhi and you're not like, you're not some, you're not McDavid. Like McDavid can say that if he wants or, or mm-hmm. Pasternak, like these top guys can, you know, be like, you know what, this is how it's going to be. And, and you're going to do it my way. Those guys can say that. Nazem Kadri cannot, you know, do that. You, yeah. you can't have some of these guys saying, well, you know, Sutter's back. I'm not back next year. It's like you are and you're going to play for him. So try and get along and, you know, figure out how it works. So, um, but once again, I, I do, I, I think if the coach should go, I think some of the players should move on. We have a bunch of free agents next year. So I just think I, it's going to be brutal because, you know, sure we make the playoffs maybe next year and maybe, you know, and we, and we get knocked out and then, <clears throat> And then what do you do? You just let all these guys walk for nothing or you re-sign all these 30-year-olds to three, four-year contracts? I don't know. It's it's tough. I think we need a fresh voice, a fresh mind, both you know, in in, in the front office and as a coach because I don't know, Phil. Like I, I just think some of his decisions have been poor. Like him rolling four lines against the Oilers and having our fourth line against you know McDavid's line a bunch of times was abysmal. I just think it was it was it was god awful. Um, Markstrom was shit the whole series, and he didn't want to put Vladar in for even one game. Um, and and not just to harp on the Edmonton series, like there was a bunch of times this season. Like the rumor was, we won a few. We were like six and two to start the season, won a game in Pittsburgh, and he bag skated the guys for an hour after that win. And then we went, and then we went on to lose seven in a row after. Um, and I'm not saying he has to play every single prospect every game. And that might not just be a Sutter thing. I think that's generally been like an organizational thing. Typically, we like love to wait for these young guys to to put them in. But you know, I, I wish we, there was more youth. I think some of the younger guys should just stay. He should give some of the guys a chance, let them make mistakes because the vets make the same mistakes. So I think it's better if a young guy gets in, makes the same mistakes, and can learn from them because got more potential. It's just, um, but yeah, I just I just think he's made some questionable decisions. So. I don't know. It's I'm not. Everyone's expecting this explosive flames off season. I don't see it happening. I don't. It's just not. It's you not just in the franchise having to do that. Explosive off season after explosive off season. It's just not how it works. I know. You know. Eric Francis said it's a buckle up. All these beat writers, you know, said buckle up. I don't. I don't see it happening. Honestly. So I, I just think they'll you. run it back, and I don't expect much change. And I think, you know, what some somebody that I actually highly was highly regarded a year ago and even still probably now is Lindholm who easily I mean could have and could still be the next captain of the team but I think that ship kind of sailed this year and that's one of the few guys because he is a free agent at the end of next season who would maybe have the power to say look if Daryl's not back I'm not interested in in being here and you would either have yep. to trade him or or get rid of the coach he's he's that type of player but also he should have I think it doesn't seem like to me as an outsider he's ever really like you know, really in, <laughs> relishing his time on the ice or an expressive leader. Maybe that's no. just who he is as a, as a player. But at the same time, he should professionally have more pride and think to himself, I was on one of the best lines in hockey last year. And this year, my coach has trusted me so much to put me with third liners. Like yeah. he should have a little more professional pride to stick up for himself and command better. And I know it, the the hot thing around here the last couple of weeks has been Huberto taking off his line after the Edmonton game and then never put back on it for the rest of the season. My understanding would be that that Sutter trusts Lindholm and that would have had to have been a Lindholm request. Or, or if Lindholm had gone in and said, put me back with him, he would have done it. Like, yeah. I think he needs to have, there needs to be a little bit more of a spotlight on him in terms of figuring out what actually, like what actually he is saying or what actually he's doing, because it doesn't seem like he has any character at all. And that's a guy that you're going to be paying if you want to resign like seven, eight million a year to. And I I just wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, it's a good point, actually, because, you know, Lindholm is a great player and he's generally really quiet, but I do agree. I feel like he could make a headline or two sometimes, you know. Mention how pissed off you are. Like, get some leadership. Like, I've never seen him rip into a guy. I've never seen him show any passion on the bench. Um, He's a great player. But, yeah, like you said, I think 
Um, I think he was kind of nestled in between Kachuk and Goudreau and he didn't really have to worry too much about, you know, being a vocal leader, being a, being a vocal guy. But now that those two are left, like, I think this was kind of the season that he should have stepped up because you have exactly. Kadri coming in, he's new. You have Huberto coming in, he's new. Uyghur coming in, he's new. And then he, it's almost like he like didn't expect to, you know, take that sort of leadership role and he should have. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't, it's tough. I, I will say I, I like Uyghur, I think was freaking really good second half of the season. I think like we've said, like defensemen take a bit, but you know, he had a, okay first half i thought he was really good second half so um we'll see what goes on but you got to make some big time decisions to fully freaking career year career year. i do not expect him to replicate that next year um so what do you do with him do you re-sign him you know do we think the Foley's just gonna keep putting up 70 points a year i think not i think it's better to cash in but then again you then know you gotta to fully hole on your forward group yeah and you know if Sutter comes back you got to think that Sutter's pushing to extend to Foley to freaking as much as we can to Foley's clearly Sutter's guy he was the only guy this year that you know voiced his his pleasure with with Sutter and how great of a coach he is and how awesome it is to play for him so um and and and, and obviously I I'm, I'm sure there's there's a great side to Sutter being a coach too you know I I'm sure you, there's got to be Kings players that are like him. I know Doughty was pretty happy that he left after, you know, a few years. Doughty was like, we needed a change, this, that. So I don't know. I, I totally agree with you, though. Not The blame should not solely be on Sutter. Yeah. Because I think he it. came in and he he was a really good regular season coach. Um, kind of just unraveled against Edmonton. I, I don't. I think Woodcroft, honestly, it's sad to say, but Woodcroft just outcoached him. And it, it, I don't think it was hard to outcoach him pretty simple um so but yeah i'm not gonna get into all that that was last year there's no point in talking about it so um it'll still be interesting to my main point is it'll be interesting to see what happens but everyone that's i sure i'm down for an explosive off season i don't think it'll happen i think we're just gonna run it back next year i agree with you yeah and we could leave it there um playoffs are coming up next week i'm very excited i think it'll be very good yeah so Fingers crossed. I, we'll think, know the I think the Oilers are going to go to the win the Stanley Cup, go sixteen and zero. <laughs> so it's going to be fun to watch, man. You said it. I was thinking yeah. it, but you said it, so it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit on Sunday. We also got memories of murder on uh, on Monday. Yep, got to get to that this weekend. It's on my list. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we have much else. Ten. Oh, ten. Big time. Ten. Love to see it. Love to see it. We'll be back on Monday the 17th, breaking down that movie in a little bit more. So see you guys then.